to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. Thank you for making a commitment to learning and hope everybody is doing well. We are your host, Jordan Porter, joined by the fabulous Yvonne Brandenburg. Hi. Good morning. We're finally back together. It's been a couple of I weeks. know. I know. It definitely, I felt like yesterday, I was like, why do I feel so disconnected to Jordan? And I'm like, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> we been, haven't like done our usual. Weeks. There's been a lot going on. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know you started your new job. How's that going? It's going well. Um, it's going really well, actually. I'm like surprised at how well it's going just for being like a work from home thing. Mm. Um, so I'm just pleasantly surprised <laughs> at like how well <laughs> the company runs and like the communication and stuff. Nice. Um, and then I've been working on my like lectures and stuff like that and just been busy with the kids and the farm and the, the typical <laughs> busyness, but I got all those all lectures I got to get going and yeah, it's been hectic. And I know you've had some personal stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been crazy. Um, yeah, it's like an ever evolving like thing right now. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know like where to begin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, um, just like in, in my family, like my, um, uh, my dad has been dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and so trying to just like manage all of that, uh, between my mom and I has been pretty, uh, pretty intense and crazy. And it's, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, you work in internal medicine. So, you know, that side of medicine, like yeah. it, it definitely translates to human medicine. Um, but yeah, human to medicine is definitely a little different, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, <laughs> but you understand what they're saying. So that's, I've been doing a lot of interpreting for my parents. Um, yeah. Isn't that always the fun part where you're just like, yeah, well, that, much. and like trying to like interpret what my parents are telling me is also been kind of interesting. Ooh, like, yeah. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> like, like what you are saying does not make uh, sense. I'm like, huh? <laughs> they're doing what? <laughs> yeah. So like, are you sure? And they're like, that's, no, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, that sounds weird and bad. So yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's thanks. It's, um, I would say from a mental health standpoint, I am, <laughs> I am mostly functioning, um, yeah. definitely not thriving at all. Um, so that's been a, that's 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 been fun trying to get that under I wouldn't even say control just tamed how's how's that I'll yeah, take just even tamed. Tamed. <laughs> yeah 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 yep I get that for sure um yeah. 
do we want to spill the beans on a project we've been working on or do we want to wait? Oh man, I don't know, Jordan. Ah. We can wait. We'll just tease it a little bit. We've been working on a fun project. I don't even know if fun's the right word. <laughs> it's going to be fun at the end. I was to say, I know our members know about it. Um, so, <laughs> so our members know what we're talking about. If you're not a member, I promise we will, we will spill the beans pretty soon. We just got to get I'm things hoping... a little bit more finalized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, I'm hoping that we can officially spill the beans about this really cool thing uh, by, by the end of the year. Yeah. It's only a few weeks because, away. Yeah, we're a couple weeks away. And I think I think it'll get settled by then. That's my Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's and my just goal. a heads up, everybody, too. We are gonna take a week off for the week of Christmas just to spend time with our families and, and stuff like that. So we'll probably do just like a little like snippet of checking in with Yvonne and I. Um yeah. But we probably we won't have a full episode. Um, so we'll probably just do a nice little check-in, wish everybody happy holidays. And and we're going to take some, just a week off, um, to focus on family and the holidays. And yeah, (laughs) my kids are are out of school. So it's like, (laughs) I'll be, are they already out of school? No, they will be out of school then. Like, so they will be out of school on the 22nd. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. By the way, in case you haven't figured it out, this is being recorded in December of 2021. Yes. So just in case you're listening way in the future, that's why we're talking about the holidays. Right. Um, Um, Other than that, we did have a review on Instagram from uh, Michaela. She says, hi, guys, just wanted to let you know that you're simply amazing. I listen to your podcast every day on my drive to work. Your podcast has given me the jumpstart I needed to continue pursuing my education after a medical condition put that on hold. I finally decided to go pre-vet. Thank you so much for being an inspiration and making me laugh. Aw, wait, we inspired you to be a pre-vet. Oh, come on. <laughs> that text all the way. <laughs> no, but, but for that's, real, that's Michaela, really thank cool. you so much yeah. for the kind words and congrats on going pre-vet. Um, and it's, a, it's amazing. Every time we get a review, I'm just like, this blows my mind. And then like when I see Facebook <laughs> comments where it's like, I feel like I just spoke with a celebrity. I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, no, no, you haven't. <laughs> but if anybody's going to be at VMX um, in January, I will be there. Um, and I will have buttons and stickers and just some goodies. So if you see me, um, please come definitely say hi. Say like, hi. don't, don't don't feel all weird and be like it's jordan porter i can't talk to her like go talk to her she's really cool like seriously just go up to her (laughs) and you can just say hi from me to her like it's it's fine it's cool yeah i'll be with a couple (laughs) of my work peeps so oh nice yeah so definitely go say hi the, the other cool thing that um, we both just found out, which is very exciting. Yeah. Although it's still kind of up in the air, which I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so both Jordan and I will be lecturing at ACIM next year, whoop, whoop. which is pretty cool. Um, it is supposed to be in person, although I don't know, dude, that email got me freaked out this week. I know. I know. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> they sent like this like questionnaire about would you attend in person or not? And I was like, I swear to all 
all things, I don't know, like the baby cats, the baby dogs, if it is not in person this year, meaning 2022, I'm gonna cry. Like the last <laughs> AC Miami in person was in 2019. When I need I my internal rewards. medicine peeps. I know. I need my I peeps. <laughs> I've yet so. to actually even do any of the real like AIMVT stuff, like of like getting pinned <laughs> and, and do, I like know. I haven't been to AC Miami since I tested. And it was one of those I things know. where it was like, once I got my BTS, I was like, I can go to ACVM every year. And like, Seriously. Wah, wah, wah. I know we have so many people that need to get pinned and they just announced um, yesterday, everybody who uh, got their application passed. So that was really cool. So there's a new influx of, of people for this year that are going to sit for their board. So congratulations. Yay. I know we have a couple of people that listen to the pop podcast. So good job, guys. So exciting for you. Um, before you go study and make your brain mush, celebrate it. <laughs> yes, yeah, celebrate this portion of it and then go back to studying. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I hope you don't cry as much as I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't think I cried. I definitely oh, was like, I cried when yeah. I found out and then I cried like, off and on throughout my entire studying of just like, what am I doing to myself? (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, I, okay. I probably, I definitely was very excited when I found out my application passed. I remember exactly where I was too, when I uh, found out my application passed, because I was at my parents' house and my brother was there and he was in town and I got an email and I saw who it was from and I was like oh my god this is it and I just look at Matt and I was like we gotta go and he's like oh my god what's wrong like I didn't open the email I didn't do anything you're like I don't want to do it in front of my family yeah I was like I'm not doing this in front of anybody and so like just in case it's bad and like I'm just like Matt we gotta go we gotta go he's like what the hell is wrong and um we get in the car and I tell him I was like I got an email from AIMVT about my application he's like well just read it I was like no no, like I gotta drive home. Like, how am I supposed to? Like, what if I fail? <laughs> oh my god, I was oh, I was panicking. Um, oh my god! And so I drove all the way home, read it once I finally got home, which was like the longest freaking ten minutes of my life from my parents' <laughs> house to my house. Oh my god, that's amazing! And that was like, do you want me to read it? I was like, no, don't touch my phone. Like, just oh, <laughs> like it was. Oh, I was so nervous. Oh my like, god insert stress sweat here because it was oh I'm pretty sure I was still at work and I was like oh my god you guys I got an email (laughs) they were like what (laughs) and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna read it so it was cool because they all knew what it meant so um but I did not freak out and try to drive home oh I was I was panicked (laughs) I was just like I can't I can't right now with this and then oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) so funny so stressful yes so congratulations everybody who got your email saying you passed your application because that's a ton of work I mean it's just so So much much work work. so we understand everybody who submitted and passed and and I get it like if you submitted and didn't pass it's a ton of work um but if you did not pass you know what it's just celebrate the fact that you submitted that application yeah. And I recommend submitting again. That's that that's my spiel. And I'll Stick go from there. So. 
<laughs> All right. Well, this week we are out of our cardio series. We're going into nursing care series, which I'm excited for. So naturally yeah. we have to do a basics episode, right? Like we have to. Yeah, I don't think we did. I mean, we've talked about nursing care throughout, like obviously throughout all the episodes, but I don't think we ever really did a good, like just basics of nursing care. Mm-hmm. So I think so this will be probably will be a little bit shorter of an episode than normal, um, just because we're not we talking say that about every it. time. We do say that every time. And then we end up talking like a ton because I have a feeling <laughs> like we're going to hit some soapboxes here. And I'm going to try not to hit everyone just because like (laughs) we have a couple future episodes that I'm like, oh, I know what I can soapbox about that one. Like I'm already planning my soapboxes. (laughs) (laughs) You're like insert soapbox here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But basically we just want to talk about like the basics of nursing care. Like we all got into veterinary medicine to nurse animals. Um, And I think sometimes we get a little busy and hectic and so involved in doing like even even like me like doing advanced skills that we kind of lose sight of like how important the basics are yeah um so I just wanted to touch base on that so things like starting off we have a we have a patient come in I'm not going to soapbox about obtaining history because I talk about that in every episode (laughs) so that was the one thing I left out (laughs) um did we did we do did we talk about like full history? I think we did at some point. Yes, we right? did. Yeah. yeah. So I don't remember what episode that is. It was somewhere in the very, very beginning. Episodes. And then we even referenced your like history taking like spread or like outline thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was like two years ago. How much? That was forever. Any ago. of that. <laughs> so yeah. So definitely check out some of our early episodes for for some of this. Cause I know we talked about like some TPR stuff and yeah. the very beginning, but this is like going to be. All and we had a pain episode where we talked about the basics of like obtaining a history and, and yeah. Obtaining vital signs and stuff like that. So we're just going to touch on that stuff a little bit. I think that pain episode was episode number five. If anybody wants to refer back to that one, cause yeah. I am going to touch on like pain a little bit today. Yeah. Um, but we say we have a patient come through and we obtain our history. Like what's next? We're not done. We're not done. Once we obtain our history, like we really should be obtaining vital signs. So temperature, pulse, respiration, and wait, please, please, please get a wait. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the pet is doing great, um, it's super helpful if in the future they ever become ill and mom or dad or pet parent, whatever, um, decide that they think that they're losing weight. You can track that. Um, and we talked about, well, this and I will say, series. It, yeah. So the other thing too, about a TPR is look and see what the previous ones were, right? Like you can, if you look at the trends, you know, you can see if like all of a sudden it's different and you're like, oh, normally they come in and their temperature is hundred point three. They come in today and it's one Oh two seven. Yeah. One Oh two seven is still like not horrible, but if, if it's significantly different from what they normally do, you know, you might want to just let the doctor know, um, and, and just maybe recheck it and be like, oh yeah, it's hot outside. They were super excited today compared to normal, but you don't want to just not notice those things. So that's, that's another part of like, when you're bringing a patient in is just, 
just glance at the history and see making sure you're comparing yeah that's a good that's a good point and then we did talk during the cardio series about listening to the heart um, which i've done a lot more of since we did the cardio (laughs) series trying to hear more normals um so i can identify more abnormals because temperature pulse respiration we obtain a pulse but sometimes especially in in emergency medicine or in im you really want to make sure that that pulse and that heart rate actually line up (laughs) which is really funny like i i've always listened with my stethoscope because i have a hard time feeling pulses oh see i I always feel pulses because it's so easy for me like i because i can i can take temperature and check pulse at the exact same time yeah And like, sometimes I can do it, but I just feel like I don't have that sensitivity in my fingers. Yeah. I can get, I can get a lot of them, but I do struggle with, with feeling pulses on some patients. So for me, I've just always listened. (laughs) Yeah. Fat cats. Fat cats are the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I think too, it's just like, I mean, but Jordan brings up a great point, right? Like you can feel pulses when you're kind of like, quote unquote, restraining for a temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, although take that with a grain of salt, right? Like if not every if patient really is- anti <laughs> taking a temperature, you make an elevated heart rate compared to not sticking things up their butt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So typically I will like put my fingers on their vessel for pulse first and then obtain a temperature and then see if I can notice like a spike, if they get upset about it. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing too. It's like, you notice if they're like, Whoa. Yeah. And then that kind of leads into slow and steady, like no manhandling, especially for things Mm -hmm. like pulses and stuff like that. Um, I think it became such a thing when I was in general practice where like, if you were the good, like cat wrangler, like, you know, or Mm. like if you Mm -hmm. could handle those anxious dogs and stuff like that, don't get me wrong. There are instances, actually there's not, there's not instances where you need to lay on a dog or a cat, uh, because we have drugs. Um, so mind you getting those drugs in can be a little difficult when we're trying to go slow and steady, but I do find that less is more with a lot of those patients who are like just in freak out mode. Um, and a lot of times they tolerate me doing something by myself better than they tolerate someone trying to restrain for me. Now, mind you, I always have someone with me in case the pet, the pet Mm -hmm. gets aggressive. Um, but I generally try to do things as slow and steady and like without as many hands as possible, just because pets tend to do better. They get scared, which I don't blame them. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause, uh, you have not done the fear-free certification, right? No. Um, so I just finished that, um, kind of recently. So, and, and we'll have an episode kind of in depth about stress-free kind of, um, uh, stress-free appointments, I guess <laughs> I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just in general, I mean, and this is where it's a little bit of a soapbox, right? It's that whole, once we know better, we just need to do better, right? When I went through tech school, 100%, I was trained. Every cat was scruffed every single time. It's the scruff and stretch, right? And 
That's how you were taught how to restrain. Like that's how I was taught how to restrain. Yeah. Like every cat was scruffed. And, and I think we, there's been a ton of research that has been done since then. Cause again, (laughs) I've been doing this, what, 17, 18 years now, there's been a ton of research that really shows that that is not appropriate. Um, that most animals, not animals, most cats don't respond well to being scruffed. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, is, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever been in a situation where you have a cat with really fragile skin, I mean, you can literally cause wounds by scruffing them. Um, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, why amp them up more than they Mm -hmm. need to be. Right. And, and, and the problem is cats then it's that whole escalating thing, right? Every time they have a bad reaction or interaction in the clinic, the next time is going to be even worse. And then we ramp up and then they ramp up. And it's, it's just like this staircase just going up to like fear and scared. And, you know, we just, part of our job is helping minimize that fear, minimize the stress of the, of the appointment so that they aren't terrified when they come in. Um, and I think that's just, and we'll talk in depth about some of those techniques. Um, but you know, it's also paying attention to your surroundings, right? Just making sure you're, you know, I love having cats in just like a separate room from the rest of the hospital. Like if I had, like, sometimes I just go into my ultrasound room or, with the field, you know, an the exam room or... that's not being used. Right. Yeah. And just go in there and just have it be a quiet environment. Just like the three of us. So me, my tech partner and my doctor, and the three of us are in there. We're talking quietly. We let them come out on their own. Like it, there's just so many ways to really deescalate things that no manhandling should ever be done. And yeah. if you get frustrated, like just back off and have somebody else do it. I mean, so we'll yeah. talk more in depth later. Yeah, exactly. And then I think padding in cages is a big thing. We want our pets to be comfortable, yeah. um, especially for our old fellows and ladies, ma'ams. Um. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of clinics that still use newspaper. Yeah. And I don't, first of all, I don't even know where they're getting all this newspaper. Well, you're I'm like, <laughs> newspapers I'm like nobody still, has yeah. newspapers anymore, <laughs> but you know, I, if you can like reach out to your community and just be like, Hey, instead of like throwing those towels or those blankets away, donate them to the hospital. Yeah. Right. We got I mean, a lot that's of a great way. when we moved, um, practices and even nice. if you reach out to laundry mats, too, by the way, um, they have like pickups that weren't picked up and we got like some big comforters and stuff like that. What that they donated to us. Oh my God. That's brilliant. I know. I know they, they initiated it. They're like, Hey, we have a really big comforter that's been sitting here for a couple months that nobody came to pick up. Do you want it? I was like, yes, please. Oh my gosh. And that's crazy. So, yeah. It, and so hotels. padding. hotels too will also donate towels and blankets and stuff like that too because 
such good advice. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, what can I oh say? Oh my God. Jordan's so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just and that's something too, like, <laughs> right. Well, you usually do. And that's, mm. that's something too, that like, you know, we don't have to purchase the stuff brand new. Like we don't need the brand new stuff. We can use the stuff that's being handed down. Right. Like it, that's fine. <laughs> like there's only so much like space we have. And sometimes things get gross and disgusting. We just throw it out instead of washing it. So, yeah, um, you know, having those options to, to check in with places and be like, Hey, we'll take your used stuff. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, Dogs don't care. But- Cats don't care. Well, cats might care a little bit, but <laughs> they're like, like this, Ew. Is, this is not 10,000 thread count. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> this is not Egyptian cotton and I am an Egyptian worshipped animal. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm 100% sure that's exactly what cats say when they sit on our donated towels. I mean, one of my cats might say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think yeah, that like padding, padding. pages is pretty important. Um Cause even if patients aren't staying long-term, like say it's just a drop off for the day for mm-hmm. the works of vaccines, ear cleaning, nail trim, blah, blah, blah. Like they still should They'll be put them on stainless steel. Yeah. Like, even a tower or two is just better than stainless steel. Um, yeah. Plus it, the other thing too, is it, if you've got like an older animal, right. More padding is better. So they don't get those decubital ulcers. So, you know, skin ulcers. Um, so just having the padding. And then I think, I think we've talked about it at some point. Um, but having, um, like the fleece pads, right. And then Mm -hmm. potty pads under the fleece pad, not on top of the fleece pad that kind of defeats the purpose that way, if they do urinate, it goes through the fleece pad to the potty pad, and then they're not sitting in their urine. Um, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but the fleece pad will keep them from sitting in it, which is really nice. Uh, but you do want all that super fun padding for these patients. Mm-hmm. And then yoga mats for these guys too. Um, Ooh, just because yeah. especially if they have trouble walking, a lot of times I'll put yoga mats on the outside of the cages. So that way, once they get up to get out of the cage, since that's the hardest part for them to do is get going. Yeah. Um, I'll place yoga mats. Sometimes I'll make a trail to wherever they need to go to wherever the non-slippery part of the hospital is with yoga mats. Um, I'll make just like a walkway. Um, but yoga mats also you can get donated by yoga studios and, um, (laughs) things like that. So they absolutely will donate yoga mats for patients and Goodwill has them and Amazon has them for pretty cheap as well. So, yeah. Do you ever, have you ever used those, um, I'm going to call them rubber bands because I don't know what they're other than rubber bands that go around the toenail. Yeah. 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 Dr. Busby's toe grips. Yeah. Yeah. They work pretty well. I've seen patients come in, but I mean, that's actually, it's not a bad idea for some of these patients in hospital, especially if you have like super slip slippery floors. Yeah. So that might be an option. Yeah. Those are, they're really easy to apply. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think one thing too is water. Like, don't forget our patients need water. And like I said, when we're talking about basic nursing care, I'm talking basic nursing care. (laughs) Right. So again, those drop-offs that are just there for the day, um, for vaccines and stuff, like, don't forget that those patients need water. There's not really any time that we indicate a patient should not have water. Um, 
even if our patients are drinking and urinating a lot, even if our patients are supposed to go under anesthesia, we still offer water. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think that yeah, that's a dehydrated a- patient. It like that, that sets you back. <laughs> so it sets much. you back for no matter what you are doing on that patient for the day. Um, and you're just predisposing them to just not feel quite right once they get home. And then you have the clients call because they're like, Hey, fluffy seems a little lethargic, blah, blah, blah. And turns out we're just yeah. really dehydrated from the day. <laughs> yeah. Cause especially, especially too, if they're anxious and yeah. like panting a ton and they're just yep. like worked up or they're diabetic or, or they're pug, like, and like <laughs> right. So yeah, water, water is important for our patients. And then kind of next thing I wanted to discuss is slow and steady blood draws. I think when I was in GP, mm. I loved just quickly getting blood draws and like heartworm tests, but you don't get, I, I, I know we've talked about this before because like you hemolyze samples, you don't get the best possible sample and the best possible readings you possibly could if yeah. you draw fast, um, or if you put it yeah. in the tube fast. <laughs> yeah. And that's something to just kind of think about with, um, the size of your needle, right? Like there's only so much space to go into those needles. So the smaller the needle size, the slower, the less vacuum you should have. So, because what happens is those, those blood cells try to squish through that needle. And that's when we get the the blood cells just breaking down and lysing. Um, and, and there's definitely some tests that, you know, get voided if the samples are hemolyzed, so that's really important to make sure that, you know, we're, we're not traumatizing the cells. Um, so ideally, you know, you take the needle off once you've, you, once you're done and squirt them in the tubes by taking the tops off. I'm super guilty of not doing that. <laughs> like, that I mean, is it, is, it is convenient, um, to just like shove the needle in the tube. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you have a moment, like try to just go slow and do things slowly um, because you're going to get better, better results on your, on your chemistry panels, on whatever blood test that you are having done. Um, and I, and- I know we've talked about this at some point, but no fishing, like is, but as much as you can like not fish for a vein, that's, that's preferable. Um, I sometimes will take a little bit longer looking for the blood vessel and just making sure I know where it is. Yes. So I will feel for it. I'll look for it. Um, and then I gently place my needle instead of being like, oh, I think it's here. And I fish a ton because the more you fish the, the, depending on what tests you're doing, you know, there, there could be like, if you're doing a clotting time test, that's going to affect it. Like you need it to be a clean draw. Um, not only that, but if you're fishing, nobody likes fishing. Like if you've ever had a blood draw on yourself and they did not hit the vein perfectly, you, you know what fishing feels like and it's not fun. <laughs> so none of our patients like it either. Um, but yeah, so just, you know, be gentle. <laughs> be gentle. Everything about our basics episode is basically going to just boil down to being gentle. <laughs> Right. And, and I think one thing that's hard that, and and I think one of the reasons why sometimes we forget to be as gentle is because we are understaffed. Right. Um, and so 
you know, we have to quote unquote, just do everything faster. And the problem is when we are moving faster and we're not in the moment, it takes us sometimes longer to actually do things because we didn't hit the, the vein on the first try or our patients are ramping up and now they're freaking out. Whereas like, if you go slow, you're in the moment, sometimes things actually go faster. So it's, yeah, definitely, you know, be present in the moment and try not to think about the 10 steps ahead as much as like, that's a vet tech thing to do. <laughs> like You already know the next procedures you have to do. Just yeah, try exactly. to be present with the animal. <laughs> Yep, exactly. And then kind of leading into the next procedures that we need to do, uh, say our patients are getting catheters. Um, we definitely want to take good catheter care, shaving all the way around, scrubbing, um, scrubbing prep, and then not placing IV catheters through the hair into the IV access. Um, area. I will say, um, before we get off, cause this is a little bit of a soap box of mine is the scrubbing So, you know, we're doing a surgical prep essentially of our shave spot. And what that, what that is, is, um, it's the theory of solution to pollution is dilution, right? The more you wipe the area, the cleaner it's going to be. That does not mean you sit there and as hard as you possibly can, like scrub, like you're trying to get grime out of your bathroom sink. Like that does not, that's not what that means. So it technically is a gentle wipe. And the reason for that is if you're abrading the skin with your gauze, you're actually breaking down that protective barrier. Um, and you're going to have more issues. You're going to have more skin infection. You're going to have more issues with your catheter. So, and the animals hate it. It hurts. And then we're putting tape on it. We're putting alcohol on that. It's just a bad situation. So gently wipe to do your surgical scrub or your surgical prep. Well, I'm going to call it prep because I don't want you guys scrubbing. Um, and, and, and whatever your clinic does, whether that's chlorhexidine solution and chlorhexidine scrub or alcohol solution and chlorhexidine scrub, whatever your process is, right? It's, it's about solution is pollution is dilution and contact time right? We're going to try to minimize the amount of surface bacteria before we place a catheter. So don't give them abrasions is what I'm trying to say. Don't do it. (laughs) No. And then if these catheters are staying in, um, and because the patient is hospitalized with you, it's ideal to rebandage daily just to check that insertion site, make sure there's no signs of infection, make sure there's no irritation. Also, big pet peeve of mine is leaving blood on the tape um, Ugh, because yeah. that just is a cesspool of bacteria right at the insertion site. If you leave that blood that comes on the tape um, that comes out yeah. once you place the catheter in, um, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I usually have like dry gauze so that I can try to minimize the amount of blood because it's true. Like bacteria loves blood. Like that's why we have blood agar mediums for cultures, like, cause bacteria love it. So yeah, I, I agree with Jordan. Do your best to remove any tape that has blood on it. Um, yeah. And then just like I said, rebandaging those, those insertion sites or 
catheters daily and then checking that insertion site. And then also to kind of leading into monitoring our patients in the hospital with a treatment sheet. Um, record keeping is pretty important in basic nursing care. So we want to record every vital sign that we get. Um, we want to record every urination or defecation or vomit. Um, we want to record eating and drinking, which I know we've talked about before as well. Yeah. Um, and, and do your best to try to like, when you're talking about eating and drinking, write down what the patient ate. <laughs> yeah. To <laughs> so help out like, your teammate. Kibble, and you're like, Oh, what kibble did they eat? You know, they don't like this kibble. <laughs> yeah. Like don't feed them this. They like bury it right away. Um, I mean, anything that you can put in there is great. Not only that, but like, Quantify. I don't know about you, but when I go to do a release and the client asks me, well, what did they eat in hospital? I'm like, well, we offered five things, but I don't actually know what they ate. Um, and it's really easy. Like all you have to do is like label the bowl, what it is just with a piece of tape and a Sharpie, just be like, this one's ID, this one's AD, this one's GI low fat, whatever it is. And then that Mm -hmm. way we go, Oh, look, they ate all of these. Well, and quantifying too is important because like a lot of times we'll get clients ask, well, how much did they eat? I have no idea. I have no idea if you fed a whole can of ID or if you fed a third (laughs) of a can, I have no idea if they ate a hundred percent. So quantifying versus just putting a plus sign. um, Yeah. uh, Is, is super important because these things are important. If we have a hospitalized patient, like they're there for a reason. So it's important to quantify things. Um, And especially just record keeping is super important when it comes to basic nursing care. I think um, just because like, although we're not writing the soaps, um, we're the ones doing the nursing care. We're the ones who know how the patient is Mm -hmm. doing in the hospital and what they like, what they don't like, um, what's going to get them home. And that, that falls on us. Yeah. Well, and part of rest, uh, recording the history, and, and this is, you know, hopefully you guys have this, is like pain scores. So knowing how painful your pet patient is, um, so you can talk to the doctor about changing pain medications, um, a respiratory watch if you've got some, you know, a patient who's maybe a cardiac patient with some fluids or a respiratory patient, um, you know, are they dyspneic? Are they breathing really well? You know, so it's, it's quantifying as well, well as qualifying. Um, and the more information we have on our patients, the, the better it is, right? Like the more we can assess their overall status. And, um, and I think with a nursing care, um, if, if you notice something that just looks off, if you, if you're noticing a trend or, you know, your, your tech spidey senses go off, (laughs) go talk to the doctor and just be like, Hey, I'm noticing this. I don't know if it's anything, but I want you to go check it out because I do this all the time. I do this all the time to my doctor. Uh, Something tingles. And I'm like, I think that you just need to lay hands on him real quick. Um, Yeah. I, I, don't think he looks happening. great, but like, he doesn't look something changed. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't look like he's going to die right now, but like, he doesn't look <laughs> like if we like, ignore it, he may yeah. get worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I do that all the time. My doctor's like, I need you to explain to me exactly what you're seeing. I was like, I, I can't, I just need you to look at this pet. 
<laughs> yeah. And sometimes, Something and in the mentality sometimes it, it really, it, yeah. And sometimes it really is like that. You're just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know how to explain it to you, but please come look at him. Like I've looked at him multiple times and something just changed. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Something in the behavior um, or the mentation just changed, even though he's still mentally with us, something's changed. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, and, 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 I will do that. And I preface it with, I need you to look at this patient because something's off. I don't know what it is. And I'd rather you tell me I'm crazy than ignore something. Yeah. I'd right? rather you and, tell me that everything sounds all right and looks all right. <laughs> yeah. But I also rather have a doctor lay hands on the patient before it crashes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and, and that's, that's a skill that some people innately have, right? There, there are people that innately have that, but it's also one that over time, it'll, the more you use it, the more you look at normals, right? We talked about that in the cardiology series. We probably talked about it in most of our series. The more you recognize what normal is, the more your brain will pick up and be like, that's outside of normal. And mm-hmm. sometimes you, you don't know what it is, but you're like, something is outside of normal and we need to figure out what's going on. Um, so, you know, looking at our patients and, and, and this is a good part of it too, right? Is if you have a spare moment, if you're feeling stressed, if you need a break, go do some TLC on a patient, right? Yeah, that's Spend always a couple great. of minutes and, and pay attention to them without treatments involved, right? Like there's no temperature taking, there's no poking, there's no nothing. You're just having a moment where you're providing some TLC to our patients. And that, that can go a long way for our patients yeah, as well as us. Um, and then you start seeing what their normals are, right? And you build that trust with a patient, which makes things ha- handling easier, um, makes a lot of things easier. It decreases their stress level. So, you know, take a moment and don't feel guilty when you're doing some TLC on a patient, you know, maybe you take that cat that's not eating and you go into an exam, a quiet exam room and you just sit with that cat for 10, 15 minutes in the exam room, let it do its thing, have some food out, you know, and, and maybe you see if you can get them to eat and be like, I'm doing a treatment. It's just a little more extensive of a treatment. Um, so I think, you know, our, our tool belt grows, um, as, as we do this, right. But having all those little, little things in your back pocket are going to go a long way. Yes. I agree. It's just, it's just being present, being aware. Yeah. You know, um, like I said, this week's episode's a little bit shorter than normal. Um, cause that pretty much sums up some of my minor soapboxes about just basic nursing care. Um, we are going to go a little bit more in depth to, um, study handling, uh, fluid therapy, critical nursing care, I think, and um, anesthesia as well. So that'll be exciting. Um, so that's a little sneak peek into what we have coming up the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we hope everybody continues to do well. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. 
reach out if you guys have any questions or concerns or ideas. We could always use yeah. some ideas. Um, oh, else? and I want to say super thank you to everyone who listens. I, we probably should say this at the beginning, but we'll save it for the end of this one. Uh, I know this is weird, but we just hit a hundred thousand downloads, yeah. which blows my mind. Right. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Um, you, you guys make it so we want to keep doing this. <laughs> legit, legit. We appreciate everybody. Thanks so much. I can't believe we hit a hundred thousand downloads. Yeah. I, my mind is blown. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so thank you for being with us every week. Um, we hope you keep getting your learn on, keep growing your skill set. We hope you uh, enjoy a, a little bit of a basics episode. And uh, yeah, do we need to talk about anything else before we uh, head out for the, the day and I don't think so. I think that's it, guys. So thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast. And make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.